What is going on, y'all? Welcome to the Level With You show. It is a weekly video game podcast where the four of us get together and talk about, you guessed it, video games. My name is Wiley Olmstead, and this week I am joined by Anthony Dort. I got my flu shot today. Kenny Castro. I didn't get my flu shot. <laughs> and Tyler Hadley. Hey, everybody. Hey, I'm going to be on screen sometimes, but not all the time. You can, so slide, you can find it right down there. The ever-evolving look of the show as we progress and, and grow and learn how to do new things, it's... You never know what you're going to get. But. Yep, so here I go. Bye. <laughs> See ya. All right, so we are streaming on Tuesday evenings now on Twitch. Um, and, yeah, I think that's going to be the regular thing going forward. We're going to see how that goes. But uh, videos up on Wednesdays as well as on podcast services. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Um, some other stuff to, to mention before we get on with the show. Kenny is now doing his Madden Mondays. You can watch him play from what is it you start at 7 7 7 p.m eastern until you know 10 p.m eastern last night was a special night first night i got challenged right at the end of the night so <laughs> we went until 11 okay but. very nice um so yeah feel free to challenge kenny and if you want to let, let us know in the comments and he'll reach out to you and you'll exchange psn names or you play it on xbox or it's crossplay right no it's not crossplay oh, it's but not. i am playing on ps ps4 okay so. word good to know yeah um also if you'd like to be a part of the show all you have to do is leave us a question in the twitch chat and we will read it at the end of the show if you want to be a part of next week's show leave it in the youtube comment section okay i think we can get into it guys how's your week going it's good i uh had a doctor appointment today i haven't been one of those in like six months so yeah, it's yeah. cool uh she didn't laugh as me as much as she usually does. I mean, she just gave me a flu shot and sent me on my way. It was pretty good. Okay. It's a good way to spend my 10 o'clock break. You uh, healthy enough? I think so. Okay. She just she did do a lot of like, <gasps> I was just like, that doesn't sound good. <laughs> I got my flu shot way early this year. so, uh, And I'm reading this book by, or I'm actually listening to it on Audible uh, called The Stand. Mm -hmm. It's about a deadly flu virus that wipes out vast majority of the population. Mm -hmm. It is extremely long. It's a 47-hour book or oh. listen. And um, I am almost at the 10-hour mark, and I've already heard so much. So, <laughs> That's like, crazy. That's and, a lot of stuff to stuff into a strand. It's just insane the amount of words that this man has typed. He has had over 50 books now, and I'm finally oh. getting around to getting into one. And pretty damn good so far. Some Stephen King stuff right there, except probably a lot more factual, right? Is it based off like a... No, it is Stephen King. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah oh, it's wow. Hard. Yeah, it's his. Uh, I think it was his fourth book. I was doing some research on like mm -hmm. best Stephen King books in order, and it usually is right up there with like The Shining and. Uh, the, uh, which one's this one? It's called The Stand. The Stand. Okay. Yeah, it's been made into a mini series in like 1994 on TV, which I think was supposed to be okay, but CBS All Access is actually doing it again. Oh, nice! Uh, so that's in development now, um, and I don't know when it's coming out, but I'll have heard it all. So. Nice. What about you, Kenny? What's going on in your world? Um, not much, honestly. Um, you know, we did hibachi. You know, the family they love it. The kids love it. I love it. The fiance, we all went over there. Um, hibachi's so good. What's the spot? Yeah, the so Tokyo Asian Fusion. Okay. Yeah. So I, spots great. I love it. Um, we do the honey for two. Me and the fiance. So it's just a bunch of. All, I think all the meats, pretty much. Kind of split between both of us. Okay. Um, you know, other than that, it's just been around the house watching the playoffs for football and just hanging out. So when the kids are there, do you do sake bombs? 
The sake bombs? Or when they spray sake oh, yeah, in their mouth? The, yeah, I'd do it. Okay. Wow. <laughs> I, honestly, I think we got to take a level with you, trip because I think I'm, oh, I, 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 it gets wild. Like, It'll I could wild. sit there. Like, sometimes the, the guy has to move on from me. Oh, they, that's that happened to me last time. <laughs> I was, was going to say. Because I, just, I, I could just keep going. Yeah. But, it's all about how you open the throat. You just let yeah, it go down. You gotta let like, it. it hits a little part of my tongue. I'm like, oh, 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 oh. So he, he, we had a really funny guy who, you know, a good hibachi chef will be. And... Yep. He was going around the table, you know, counting. He was like, one, two, three. And mm-hmm. then he got to me and he stopped at 10. He's like, time to move on. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, you do good. Good job. Okay, mm-hmm. I can keep moving. Yeah, he's like, this stuff ain't free. It's cheap as shit, but yeah. <laughs> I do like the ones they give you though, at the restaurant because it tastes really sweet. It's like honey. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, yeah. yeah it's real good. Oh, I'm yeah, like, I, think, uh, I think one time in Northampton, I was because I'm always the guy pounding on the table saying Zaki, Zaki. Yeah, you Zaki. are. You, yeah, you get pretty rowdy. Tyler um, goes out and he's like Zaki, Zaki, give me. And, and then fall asleep I, in the car ride home. Yeah, I think it actually. <laughs> I, were, was it you when we were at uh, Hibachi where he gave us the entire bottle of it and we were just passing it around the Hibachi? I, yeah, I think it was because we were. It was all a bunch of just kids who like pretty much all they do is drink. It was me, you, Eric, Kristen. Uh, who else? Who else was it? Was it Brandon, Matt? Mm. It was just a bunch of people there, and just we were passing it around, going crazy. Yeah, that was nuts. That was wild. Sounds like a good time. Yeah. That yamyon sauce, though. Mm. Mm. Oh, what's your preferred abachi? Do you like chicken, steak, shrimp, fish, etc.? Um, I usually I, get seafood. I, yeah. I think I'd really like the lobster when they when they cook up the lobster. Hard to argue with lobster. Yeah, lobster's real good. I go for like the chicken myself. I'm a chicken or steak kind of guy. Mm-hmm. I'm a scallops guy. Yeah. Scallops are good. Scallops are right. Surprised you like scallops. Scallops are. I, I, you seem I, to be a picky eater. Really? I'll, I was I'll gonna say this, things, this, this, not like yeah. peas or olives. I don't like olives or peas. Or cheese. Or che- well, plain cheese. I like, like cheese on stuff. Yeah, you like okay. You so you don't like just <laughs> so you, you <laughs> don't you, you don't just like yeah. cheese by itself. No, but Wiley did. He gave me a nice a slice. What was it, a couple weeks ago? Now it's a nice slice of pepper jack with a cracker. That was good. Yeah, which is but the, it wasn't by about itself. as entry level <laughs> as you get. <laughs> it was with a crack. Was with a cracker. That counts. Cracker. He's saying he likes it melted. Yeah, like a subway sandwich or oh. a pizza or a cheeseburger or a. Cheese nachos. fries, nachos. Okay. Uh, what else? I don't know. I think we might, we might have to move on from his his you know basic basic mac level. and cheese. Yeah, basic we got level cheese. Bit, but yeah. Yeah. That pepper jack was a good first step. It was good. I like it. I like pepper jack. Baby steps with you. Baby steps. <laughs> All right. As we said, guys, this is a video game podcast, and you will not leave disappointed. We are going to now talk about the games we've been playing over the past week. Now. It's the beginning of the year. There's not mm. a lot coming out yet mm. until March. We were just talking about it. It's going to get absolutely bonkers. We got Animal Crossing, Doom Eternal, Resident Evil 3, Final Fantasy 7. Um, what's, the, what's that big one? Cyberpunk 2077. Um, the other one. The other one. The other one. The other one won. Uh, the one. Well, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> We've gone over what's coming out, but... So I wanted to go back uh, and play something a little old school. So for the first time, I'm playing the classic Super Nintendo game, Earthbound. Yeah, so what inspired me to get into Earthbound was uh, Kotaku.com, one of their guys over there, Tim Rogers. He puts out excellent, very funny, very long-form YouTube videos about different games and subjects. So he did one on the top 25 games of 1994, hour-long video really really well done and funny and uh insight well what's the word educational yeah number one was earthbound 
So I had to go out and actually I already had it. So I was like, I have this game on the Super NES Classic. I've heard it's so good. And yeah, it's living up to the expectations so far. It's good. I'm glad you're enjoying it because I mean, I'm really glad it's also way more available now. Like they had it on the WiiWare shop or they had it on the Wii U network shop. Um, sadly, it hasn't come to Switch yet. I'm really hoping it does so I can play it when I poop like I do with all my other games. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't want to pay $400 for a physical cartridge. So I'm really glad they're making it more readily available to the audience out there. Yeah. So uh, if you're not familiar, it is a 2D top-down JRPG that takes place in 1990s suburban America. Um, You play as a young boy. You get to name him. His default name is Ness. You might know him from the Super Smash Brothers series. That's where he's kind of got his claim to fame uh, as far as mainstream audiences go. That's how I found out about him. Yeah. Yeah, same here. Um, And so if you've played the game that came out I think in 2014 now Undertale you'll be familiar with how the battles look where you just see or and as well as Dragon Quest yeah yeah a lot of JRPGs where you just see the monster on screen you have your basic fight items magic that type of thing but what I really like about this game's battle system is how quick it is Mm -hmm. like the the animations they they look everything is very snappy and responsive Uh, and the backgrounds are always moving it's it's mm -hmm. nice so there's always something to catch your eye yeah definitely and um the battle music changes quite mm-hmm. a bit as you move from area to area. So that's another thing that keeps the battles feeling fresh because there are a lot of them being, you know, a JRPG from the 90s. Um, the story, I feel like I was had a thought and I got trailed off. But... Did you like the, uh, I, I kind of like Earthbound a lot because it's almost like a D&D uh, role-playing aspect. Is the menus usually, you know, you're used to like the menus at the bottom of the screen. You get the whole top screen for like enemies and all that. But this one, your character's health bar is down at the bottom and then you have this cool little dial back thing, um, which isn't about the D&D, but it's a nice little, it was touted for, it's like, oh, the rollback system. So it's like, even if your character gets dealt like a mortal hit, like more HP then he would, you know, yeah. die. You if you can make your turn in time and heal him, you can go right back up to like, you know, heal yourself to stop you from dying. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, that, so that, that's I, I did that ticker. Yeah, the, so the ticker is cool. So like your your HP is displayed. If you get hit by attack, it starts rolling down, mm-hmm. and then um, pretty much exactly what Anthony just said. I have to reiterate it, but it's it's just neat. If you use an item, you'll see it go down, and then it'll go back up, and it just looks very seamless and. It's a late Super Nintendo game. Came out in '95 uh, in America, '94 in Japan. Um, what's so impressive about the game, though, is its its humor and its self awareness, and its um, you know for its time, its breaking the fourth wall was not something video games did very much. There were not very many video games in that style that took place in modern day um, America or modern day in general that were not you know action shooters or whatever. Mm. Um, and it's just funny. Like, the writing is is legit. Um, the it, localization it, team did a great job. Yeah. They, they did an absolutely amazing job. It was sad because I don't know if I told you guys about the first uh, Earthbound or Mother 1 that we never got. Um, Earthbound Beginnings we ended up getting. I think it was, on a, it was a Wii U uh, network exclusive that they launched. And it's really grind-heavy. I definitely recommend playing the... Uh, it's like, I think, Earthbound Origins or it's something like that. If you just look up a ROM online, it's got a lot of modern day tweaks to kind of help it rather than like a slow slog of not getting enough experience per battle and it had these other things but the english localization team got so into it that they ended up passing the like timeline or the lifetime of the nes the original platform it came out on because they wanted to put like a strategy guide with it and everything which we saw in earthbound and it got physically released but they went like above and beyond and sadly never got released we got it now on the Wii U shop digitally, but hmm. I mean, you could definitely see that all that love and care kind of definitely went over to Earthbound, thankfully. Interesting. Or the one we got. 
Yeah, so the game is a sequel to the original Japanese game Mother, which I think I don't know. They don't. It doesn't feel like a sequel to me because there's a lot of lore we don't like. It doesn't really reference anybody. Okay, besides Gygus, maybe the the main villain, the one they talk about. Right, right, and uh, so the story from this, you know, it's a very sort of you are the chosen boy to save the world, and you don't really know why, but they they present it in such a sort of tongue in cheek way that it has just a what's the, a subversive vibe that I don't think that many other games at that time had and mm-hmm. that and that like the writing in it is so influential to you know what quote unquote quirky indie games that you see today mm-hmm. like uh whether that's Stardew Valley or um Celeste or uh Undertale it's just it really inspired a certain generation of creators that are now making like some of the coolest stuff today yeah so like now I'm only what I'm got to be close to the seven or eight hour mark, maybe you're ten like, hours. You're like pretty much pat, way past elbow, a little bit of shoulder in, like not full chest yet though. But you're you're in there. Okay. <laughs> you're you're about to be full chest when you get Jeff. Okay, so. cool. Yeah. So I have two out of the what, there were four party members. Mm-hmm. It took a long time to get that first party member. Yeah, man. it takes a while. It took a while. I was like, I'm doing this tonight, and mm-hmm. then I didn't wasn't in bed until two o'clock in the yeah. morning <laughs> on a freaking work night playing Earthbound. Worth it. Yeah. Yep. Paula's worth it though. She's uh, the healer. She can her attacks are great, but what sucks? Did she start from level one too? She does. See. That is what's. That's what I forgot. I was like, that sucks. Yeah, but you know, it only took probably half an hour of grinding to, yeah. to get her. Now she's ten behind us or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she'll get up there. Yeah, because we hit those guys. Plus, when you have you gotten to an area yet where you've hit uh, weaker enemies and you're stronger than them, yes. and you kill them automatically. Mm-hmm. That is nice. nice. Yeah, and what, what another thing I love about the game is after you get to the end of an area. Um, and you defeat the boss, and you walk back through. The, en- the enemies run from you. Yeah, it's you great. can still fight them, but they're, they usually are trying to like bum rush you, and you can't avoid them a lot of times. So they might as well be a randomized battle. Yeah. Um, but it just feel you feel a great sense of power when you're walking through, and these like, mighty bears that were like, yeah, trying to beat you up. They're just cowering. It's like run, you ants, run. Yeah. And it's just like <laughs> Neth is there with this little smile. I love the sprites. The sprites in that game are just, oh my god. And the music's so good. It really is just like a total package of a excellent game. I mean, it has the thing where I'm having to look up where to go next sometimes because, you know, in the classic old school JRPG fashion, there's no waypoint pointing you in the next direction. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, you have to talk to this specific, this specific character standing next to this building in order for the event to happen, and you might be wandering around for half an hour or so. You, know. you don't have a map either, which sucks. Well, for, not, not gonna, all the time. Yeah, for the main cities, thankfully. But. Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I hope that I can stick with it. And it seems like it's going to be a pretty long game. If I'm only 25% of the way there mm-hmm. or less, I don't know. Like, it's mainly grinding, which is the longest part. Because once you get those new members, you have to get them up. And then it takes, you know, you have a decent level. You go through the newest dungeon, encounter mm-hmm. enemies higher level, grind up so you don't die. The problem you are having where you go in, you're like, all right, I'm in the dungeon. If I'm not... Paying 100% attention, then one of these one of these guys is dead, and I gotta walk all the way back to yeah. the hospital, revive them. Yeah, so and they get experience. I have been playing on the Super NES Classic, and there have been a couple battles where I've saved scum. I've been like, I do not want to try this again. Like, mm-hmm. well, and it can just you know get to the save point right before the battle starts, and yeah. it's the beauty of modern times. It's true. So yeah, I know that's not a hot off the presses game to start off the decade, but I thought it was uh, one that would be worth talking about. So. Very. What about you, Kenny? What you been up to? I see some Sword Art Online Fatal Bullet. I want to hear all about it. (laughs) I kept texting. I kept texting like three times this week. I was like, Kenny, how's Fatal Bullet? So you're playing Fatal Bullet. Yeah. Um, I'm actually enjoying it a lot. Um, You know, the 
the stories in the Sword Art games are at least for, um, from my standpoint aren't the best or the greatest storylines, but the um, the gameplay is pretty good. You know, it's not bad. It's a third person shooter. Um, has the RPG elements. You'd level up. You know, um, you gain certain skills to help you out during battles. I am finding myself where. You know, at times I got to switch out certain certain guns and make sure I'm paying attention to what bullets they use, because sometimes I'll equip a gun to head into the into the into the into the battlefield and um, have no bullets for it because I thought because it's handgun. I thought it was just handgun bullets. But then you find out there's here different bullet types. There's high end. There's high speed handgun bullets. There's regular handgun bullets. There's, um, you know, high powered ones, you know, so it's kind of kind of gets in depth wow. with those bullet bullet types. Um, but they have a nice selection of weapons you could pick from. Um, your party, you know, of course, right now I'm running around with my created character, my AI, the partner I get at the beginning, and Kirito. Okay. Oh, nice. You know? Is he is he in his girl form like he is in uh, GGO? Um, like his girl avatar? No, he actually looks more like his avatar in um regular. Yeah. In Minecraft. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. And it's not too bad. So a lot of what I'm doing right now, main story wise, is trying to find parts for my AI because it starts off with a tutorial mission where you go about it. You're going through this dungeon. You're being taught how to play in this game because you're new to this game, this VR MMO. MMO. And when you get to the end of it, you actually beat out Kirito to the to the rare treasure at the end of the the dungeon. See the protagonist from the show. From the show, yeah. Okay. And then what it ends up being is the AI. So the AI was added with this major update to the game, to the GGO game. And, you know, you're kind of just rolling around with this a- super rare AI that everybody wants from you. Okay. So you got one guy who comes up to you and he challenges you to a um, PvP, you know, a PvP battle, you know. So it's, this is a, can you like explain what the premise of the show is, Sword Art Online? So it it, it, it evolves. Yeah. It's, from it's, season it's, one. Okay. So season one is um, the death game. Where they get trapped in this VR MMO, they can't they can't exit until someone clears the game, and the game is a hundred floors. Right. So they have to clear floor floor one hundred to exit the game, and when you die in the game, you die permanently in real life. Mm-hmm. Um. So you know it goes from there into another saga where it's you know it's um don't that spoil that no i know okay so you haven't seen it so it, it goes from there into another one and then from there into this one this gun gale online which is ggo starts off season two that's season two that's how season two starts off and right now i'm currently watching season would you say it's three it's gotta be like what alicization is alice is three, three, four? Yeah, three or four three, yeah three and four so I'm watching that one right now. So, so is the premise of the game, this some premise of the first season, clear 100 floors? So not this one. Yeah. Because this one is Lame. in season yeah. two. So <laughs> they've tried to do another one, of the, one of the games is that. Oh, yeah? Um, yeah, because that's like, it was like Hollow Fragment. Hollow or like Fragment. Hollow or... Realization. It's, oh, my God. I, I think it was Hollow. PSP. Yeah, yes. it was terrible. So that one, you get to finish the rest of the floors, you know, in the game. So you get to start off maybe floor 70, I think, and go from floor 70 all the way to 100 mm-hmm. and actually be able to finish off the 100, the last 30 floors and with some extra um, areas that weren't in the show. Um, you get to do that in those, in, the, in that game. So the games kind of follow the seasons and, you know, depending on which season. Is it a recent game? The Fatal Bullet? Yes. I want to say within the last year. Yeah. Within the last year. Within the last year. Okay. So, and it was just added. So, how I'm playing it, I'm playing it via 
the Game Pass, which okay. you know we're gonna get into after what we've been playing about what recent releases are. It just dropped the one the last week for Game Pass. Cool, it's amazing. It's just stuff keeps on dropping. It keeps on dropping. So, and honestly, I'm on the Twitter for Game Pass. I'm following them, and they really don't even sometimes give a heads up. Like it's the day of, and they'll be like, "Oh, more games come in. Here's what games just dropped today on Game Pass." It's pretty sick. So, um, it's been it's been amazing, honestly. Oh yeah, definitely want to sign up for it again. You should get my fix. Get, get on it. Busy Friday because though, so I'm gonna put it back. Because I am enjoying Fatal Bullet to the point where I might pick up the DLC. See, oof, then I might just get wow. the physical game at that point. If you're getting the DLC, I'll just go out and buy it. So you're on Xbox, right? Yeah, yeah. Game Pass. Though. So if you do it, do, let me know. Because like that, we could play the DLC. Hopefully, hopefully we could play some sort of part of the DLC together. That'd be sick. I'm pretty I'm sure they play it. an online I, mode. I th- it's what it sounded like from the achievements. You can get up to level 270. I love oh, that. Right. I love huge yeah. level caps. Oh, me too. Right now, my characters are <laughs> still like one around that. So mm-hmm. one mechanic that I find interesting is that you gain all your XP while you're out on the battlefield doing missions and killing enemies and killing unique enemies and all these things. But you don't level up with their gun, um, all that stuff. Did you? Uh, can you be like a class in that? Can you choose like? You can kind of choose your your play style. Like, if you want to be a long range, you know, you might sit, fit your skill sets towards being long range and just um, using a sniper. Mm-hmm. Um, or you could kind of get up close and personal with a sword, like Kirito yeah. does in the show. You get the little lightsaber sword. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it's definitely fun. If you pick it up, let me know. I will. I know. I definitely want to look into it. It, had, it went on sale, but it's been ridiculously expensive for the longest time. It's been stayed at like a solid 40, 50 bucks since hmm. it was released. Interesting. So. so that's Sword Art Online Fatal Bullet. Uh, moving on, I want to talk about a couple things that I mentioned last week uh, or previous shows. I said I was going to beat Jedi Fallen Order. And what did I do? I beat Jedi Fallen Order. It's good. Nice. Keep yeah. with, the, uh, with the resolution. Yep. Well, the number one. Yep, first game beat of 2020. Many more to come. How many ponchos did you get? How many, by the end, I think I was in the high teen, low 20 poncho range. Did you get all of them? No. No, no it's not. A, I don't think I'm going to go back and 100% this one, um, mainly because, like I talked about, I think it's a little um, much to ask of the player to not have fast travel, especially after beating the game. I understand it, but I just am not into it enough to pursue that mm. at, at this time. But I do think the game wraps up pretty strongly. That's mm. got really great boss fights, uh, just sort of 1v1, saber versus saber style. Um, there's a pretty good one against a giant uh, f- flying monster thing, which is near the end as well. Mm. Uh, story stays good. I, I really like the, the bond that your crew seems to have. Um, mm. Cal, I think, is a really chastised character for I don't know why. So is he just getting picked on by the community a lot? Is everyone yeah. like, oh, what a nerd and what a Melvin, but... Yeah, or like, we're boring, generic protagonists. Like, I think he shows some good emotion in the, in the scenes yeah. and is able to convey his... And people that say that should go watch Sword Art Online and uh, look at Kirito and then get back to us on that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it is an excellent Star Wars Souls Light and... If you haven't played it yet, and you, you definitely should. So, what did you like better, uh, double lightsaber, or regular lightsaber? So, if I had to pick one, I would. That's tough. They're both like really equally in, um, useful. So, the double lightsaber is excellent at crowd control. Mm-hmm. Um, it has this great move. You double tap R two, and you kind of throw it around for a second and do a little radius. But if you're doing a one v one fight, 
and you can stagger an opponent and you press R2 with a single lightsaber you'll do like a Ichimonji move from Sekiro it's literally the exact same move where you just do an overhead slash and you can upgrade that to where you can do two in a row and that does big damage that's awesome so I was using them pretty equally uh, okay. and then once you get to a certain point in the game ah, I guess that's a spoiler I won't say that <laughs> Um, and then what else? Still playing Call of Duty, still into that. I just, I'm a dumbass, and I just realized that I can save and name my gun variations. I've been like oh. switching them <laughs> mm, every time. Yeah. yeah, like I've been having loadouts, Anthony. I'm not that dumb. But... <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't know there was more than loadouts. Yeah. I thought the loadouts were the personalized ones that you could save. Yeah, sorry. Well, yeah, they are. So, but what I just have had my five that you get, but then you can actually save specific guns and name them. And I was like. Mm -hmm. It's yeah, a very the, small like with, the, with the attachments that you add to it, right? Yeah, exactly. what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. So I am now way more into building out my arsenal and you know having my PKM that I like just this way and my MK or the the carbine that I like a lot. Um, I also delved into gunfight or no, not gunfight, gun, gun game. game, gun yeah, game. I, I'm running here because fun. I know that while I was streaming yesterday, you kind of put it out there in the chat that you were like, hey. Have you guys tried Gun Game? It's sick. Is it's, it? Yeah, like so. It's you start off with. Um, That's when we start with a smaller, like the hand. Start with a and pistol. Then you build up. From yeah, and as soon as you drop the enemy, like it just changes in your mm -hmm. changes in your hand and your upgrade to you know a shotgun, and then it's funny because everybody at one point is going to have have to get a rocket launcher kill, and that gets chaotic. And a lot of times it's hard to get a rocket launcher kill because they're so slow. Mm -hmm. So it feels really satisfying when you just like get the rocket launcher, turn around, and boom. I and love those. Move moments. on to the next one. So yeah, that's still awesome. Um, picked up Rogue Legacy on the Switch. And that game it? is just kicking my ass. Oh my it's, god, it's, it's so hard. hard. It's, it's so hard. It's really hard. Yeah, so I have attempted probably close to 10 runs now, and I think my longest one was 15 minutes. Yeah, I think yeah. that's blah. I think mine was like 10. That's yeah. all I got like the first mm. five rooms. And just... Yeah, so the uh, you know it has a very long upgrade system. Like you can upgrade your health 75 times. You can upgrade your sword 75 times, and uh, magic, etc. It's meant to be something that you keep coming back to. It's got these. It's a 2D action platformer, randomized uh, castle that you're supposed to get through. It controls so tightly. Uh, it's a really charming and was very influential to this generation of games. Came out in 2013, I think. Ported to Switch uh, last year, so it's a great platform for it. I picked it up for five bucks on sale. I'll probably give it another few. I don't know. Depends on how I do. I can get a little frustrated with roguelikes, but yeah, that that one is very frustrating because it's Castlevania, but like you're going to die yeah. very soon and quickly. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And now we have a. Oh, do you have any other games we wanted to talk about? Oh, so I did want to mention. Okay. That with so Ghost Recon Breakpoint kind of went back to it. Oh yeah, my bad. Been playing the story and all that good stuff, but we did try the raid. Oh, did you? And we had a random. We it was three. It was me, my buddy from Florida, and my my stepdaughter's dad. We're all all three. We run, jumped in with a random to try and do the raid. Four player raids. Four player raids. Okay. Random kind of got sick and tired because they got the the other two died. I was me and the random were alive and we we're trying to head to the next point to try and investigate. He got frustrated and left us. So then we try to go about the <laughs> the rest of the raid. Just three people, even though it kept flashing in our screen saying. It's not um insufficient amount of players. And we were just getting owned mm. like by enemies. Like we're talking it says that the minimum require gear score requirement is like one fifty to enter a raid. Mm -hmm. We were bumping into people that were above two hundred gear score enemies. Wow. And what's your and gear score? 
my gear score is was I went into bare minimum, like one sixty. Okay. Um my stepdaughter's dad was um my stepdaughter's dad, she's um he is about two hundred. 205 okay um, my buddy from Florida I think he's 180 so I was kind of the le- the least one but I was still kind of holding my own you know because most of it they kind of get frustrated with me because I set my um, my assault rifles I'll roll around my assault rifle and I'll set it to single fire because I'm looking for headshots because no matter the he- no matter the gear score if you get headshots it's a streak it's an automatic kill well, they get dropped uh, even like the really hard enemies in a raid well not the really hard enemies well Wait, what does the game have besides I haven't, people i haven't bumped into really hard enemies okay. in the raid because we didn't we were just because the enemies were just being respawned constantly yeah. and we were at one point in time we were flanked from every side to the point where we were held up in a little house you know tower thing and we were like if we pop our heads we're getting sniped if we try to exit, we're getting mowed down before we can even get into cover again. Like it was very frustrating how we got pinned down, mm-hmm. uh, and I was like, "Wow!" Like you know, you could tell because we couldn't do the object. We came to find the objective, and we just couldn't do it because we didn't have the fourth person. Because you had to do like multiple. You had to things. all stand on one platform and something, something like that. Okay, so it does have puzzle aspects like raids do. Yep. Okay. So it has this puzzle aspect. So it's not just, um, it's not just the, the. Um, the human enemies it's also drones like uh, the robots and these okay, things I like about robots you no know, so it gets it gets frustrating it definitely gets frustrating and i'm like wow you know so what do you, does it have periodic loot drops throughout it so as you kill as you kill enemies they'll drop loot and it was a definitely a great way like being in the in the raid even though we couldn't really progress through it that well um killing those enemies and getting the loot i, I started going up gear score pretty quickly okay so and not gaining, a waste of time so it wasn't a waste of time completely and it was good to kind of get the feel of it and see what uh, see what it is and i'm kind of excited because we're kind of we were working on rounding out our four four man crew for the raid because um i think um, one of one of the guys, he, his friend, is kind of working his way to get the minimum gear score as well, as well, okay. so that we could just run it. That's cool. You know, I really wish. I mean, at this point, would you recommend the game? Because I know it's got such a mixed mixed reception. Yeah, I enjoy it. Um, you know, it's, I think I uh, so right now. So the, what I did, we we were playing it on extreme. So if we're not if we're not careful, we, we you know we're gonna die. So it doesn't feel easy. I think that's where we're finding our challenge and our enjoyment is having to really go in somewhere, scout it out, and and really say, okay, this is how we're gonna take them out. Okay. You know. So if you're gonna look at it like that and play with somebody, I think you get the enjoyment from playing with others and you know maybe setting the difficulty higher and just thinking man's murder simulator exactly yeah okay so that way <laughs> i would yeah. recommend that and honestly for the pricing last thing last time i checked i think gamestop had it for 20 bucks oh word so if okay. it's still 20 at gamestop i recommend it well maybe they'll turn it around just like it would be soft house with other games in the past and, and the terminator mission hasn't dropped yet so they're dropping a, a mission where you gotta hunt that, down that movie and kill, flopped like and kill five the months terminator. ago yeah yeah but so, because anyway. they had success in wildlands with the um predator um, where you had to hunt down the predator. I tried that mission on Wildlands when it got dropped, and I couldn't kill the predator. Really? Yeah. Um, and I, they also did a Sam Fisher thing towards the yep. end. Of, yeah, that's pretty cool. So they're pretty good with the extra content they drop into these games. Okay, nice. Um, anything else before we hear a message from our sponsor? You been playing anything, Tyler? Uh, no, I haven't been playing too much. Um, pretty much the big thing that I've jumped into a little bit. 
is I played a little bit of uh, Realm Royale, is what it's called. It's a, it's a Battle Royale game that came out back in January. And um, you're just laughing at it. Just, just how you told us to look over here. Yeah, when you just, right <laughs> I'm, looking at, I'm looking at you. Here I am. You're also a trash can, in my view. <laughs> so um, I, I, I truly believe, Tyler, um, I think we're going to have an intervention with you and get you away from playing these crappy games with Diener. Oh, <laughs> does he rage a lot? Uh, no, I mean he's actually been winning a lot of games, but Ooh. I kind of think it's just because not a whole lot of people are playing. Because Rome Royale um, was mostly like eight-year-olds, Tyler. Well, probably. Oh, uh, is that the one you showed me on Friday? The one with the you got the wacky heads and stuff. No, I think that was Cuisine Royale. What? Cuisine Royale. Oh my God! <laughs> Set the stage, I'll Tyler. Check the Realm what, is, what is this game? I need to because it sounds um, really familiar. Yeah, it's a. It's a Fortnite kind of aesthetic. It's a regular battle royale, hundred player game. You're going around, but instead of like, it's kind of like Apex in a way. But rather than uh, starting off with abilities, you're collecting new new abilities and you're swapping out abilities for other things. So you can get an ability <laughs> where you'll blink and teleport forward, <laughs> or you'll get region right now. <laughs> yeah, sorry, we're just hearing Tyler's roommate Diener yell at a video game upstairs. I think, and he's, he's I guarantee he's playing Realm Royale right now. I think he said, <laughs> "I'm at the door, I'm at the door, <laughs> door." <laughs> yeah, those guys are insane when they play it. Um, Gameplay, but overall, I mean, it's actually not a bad game. It's pretty fun if you have a group of people to jump in with, and. And so, you know how you you'll, you'll down people. When you down people, you'll um, okay. <laughs> they turn into chickens. And then, as a chicken, they can like f float away and like dash and stuff like that. So, and then in order to take them out, out huh. um, you take out the chickens. Okay. And then you're able to revive them at what they call forges. And at the forge, you can craft. Um, so as you're picking up, as you're looting items, you can deconstruct them to get shards. Um, and one, the shards can be used to uh, make health potions, armor potions, uh, epic weapons, epic runes, um, epic grenades. So there are swords and spells? There are, yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. I wonder if we're going to get away from epic next generation. Epic. Epic and legendary. And uh, no, again, it'll just be like colors. Purple. What's it, it going to be called? I don't know. I, exotic is is much cooler. I, I don't know if Destiny is the first game that introduced that, but it's one that introduced it to me. But mm. I kind of don't mind it just because it's so well, like it's just so used. It's used so much, but for the same kind of like term, where it's like rare, super rare, ultra rare. Yeah, a common, legendary, rare. common, common, rare, yeah. legendary, epic. Some like games sometimes flip flop, mm -hmm. which is rarer, legendary, exactly, epic. super rare, legendary. <laughs> yeah. So would you recommend that game, Tyler? Uh, for a game that's a year old now at this point, sure, uh -huh. why not? Is it free to play? It's free to play, yep. Is it on consoles as well as PC? Yeah, it is cross-platform. Realm Royale. Realm Royale. Okay, if you're uh, tired of Fortnite and want to play bootleg Fortnite, check out. There's no building. The concept of spells and swords, and uh, do you get avatar customization? Level up? Is yeah, you, they, they, they got battle passes and things, the whole nine yard. And um, but yeah, there's there's no building, which is why I like it. I was gonna say, okay, that um, sounds pretty good already. Screw Fortnite and its building. Is it on Switch? So I don't have to listen to all the little kids talk. Mm, I don't know. I'm not sure if it is. It's okay. All right. 
And now a time for the long-awaited message from our sponsors. We are proud to have Focus Springfield Community TV as a partner and a Level With You sponsor. Through providing faculty or facilities, equipment, and training, Focus shines a light on positive stories in Springfield and creates a space for communities to connect. Learn more about Focus and what they do at FocusSpringfield.com and on Instagram at Focus Springfield. Thanks, Focus Springfield. That's Massachusetts, not Missouri. And now it is time for... Oh, that, that's mine. Cruising for a news. <laughs> Cruising for a news in the part of the show where we read back to you the biggest stories of the video game week and discuss like the semi pros that we are. So first up on the list, I thought this was a big deal, and I want to hear your guys' thoughts. Xbox Series X will not launch with exclusives. Uh, this is from a website called mcvuk.com, an interview with head of Xbox Game Studios, Matt Booty. As our content comes out over the next years, two, next year, two years, all of our games, sort of like PC, will play up and down that family of devices, Booty explains. We want to make sure that if someone invests in an Xbox between now and Series X, that they feel they made a good investment and that we're committed to them with content. And that means it's also unlikely that there will be much pressure, from Microsoft at least, on third-party publishers to turn out hardware-exclusive titles for the relatively small day one audience of Xbox Series X. In short, Microsoft is rewriting the rules of the console launch. Of course, the company will still be wanting to show off its new hardware to best effects. Best effect, our approach is to pick one or two IP that we're going to focus on and make sure that they're at the launch of the console, taking advantage of all the features. And for us, that's going to be Halo Infinite, which is a big opportunity. So what this means, if you missed it, is that the games that are going to be coming out on Xbox Series X, which is the next-gen Xbox, will also be playable on the Xbox One. Um, what do we think? It's cool. It has to do probably with the backwards compatibility of it. So I mean, Well, it's forward compatibility. So it's saying that your, your system that came out in 2013 is going to be able to play games that were quote-unquote designed for the series x hmm that'll be interesting i hope it doesn't let them or give them an out to like cut a lot of corners with stuff mm -hmm. like, well we could only make the game so we could run it on both hardwares exactly so um so i like it because i think it doesn't put the pressure on people to feel as though you have to come out the gate and re right away buy the series x mm -hmm. i think they're they're what they're doing they're taking a less aggressive approach instead of saying Oh, if you didn't buy the new console, then you're shit out of luck with this game. Mm -hmm. No, let's ease you in because the Series X is going to be around for a long time. So we're going to give you this window. We're going to give you six to 12 months, you know, 18 months to kind of catch up and put your money, decide if you're going to trade in your Xbox One and get pick, upgrade to the Series X. And you'll be able to then start playing these the newer games at the full capacity. But you can still play them. And, you know, not not how they were intended. But to some some extent, it's crazy though. It's so consumer friendly that like these games that are going to be, you know, Halo Infinite. You pay ten dollars a month. You sign up for Game Pass for three bucks for whatever month. They're whatever crazy promotion they've got mm -hmm. going at that mm -hmm. time. They're gonna be able to play this, you know, latest and greatest Halo game. Um, my first thought was concern because of it not taking advantage of the hardware um, and you know developers having to develop for two SKUs mm -hmm. um, and if they're going to be a pretty vast, like it's different PS4 to PS4 Pro, this is like a whole generational shift. If it's going to be able to be played on an Xbox 
from 2013, and now it's going up against the Series X, it feels like that's going to be holding it back uh, in some ways. And I hope that I can be proven wrong on that, but it seems kind of unavoidable. Yeah. So that's uh that's what my concern was as well in terms of the developers and the game designers. Um, same same thing as you were saying, Wiley is why why make every single game for the next two years be compatible with old software or not software old hardware um where you could be i don't know reaching upwards of 8k or whatever it's saying that you can now play with series x Mm -hmm. uh things like that i mean you don't want it to hold developers back Mm -hmm. but you also don't want to hold the the, the users at back right Mm -hmm. So I think the the approach that they've taken with the Series X is, allows them to do this because remember that the Series X is going to be able to play every Xbox game throughout the life of it from yep. the original one up. So it's not so they're not so it's like telling studios you're not actually making the game for two uh, two two consoles, you know, because the Series X if you make it dirty for Xbox One, the Series X is still play it. You know, but if you make it where you know they have these enhancements for when you have the Xbox One X, you have this extra update that you download for some games, which is the One X up um, enhancement update that you don't you don't get with a regular S or the other one that's a big. Something I think with the Witcher Three, I think the upgrade enhancement file was like maybe like a twenty gigabyte thing, okay. where it brought it up like immensely like some people some people say the game already looked amazing but it brought it up to a point where you were like wow like i didn't know it could even get better okay you know so it they, it could go that route where the, with the series x there's just an update that you just an extra update to the game where it brings it up to kind of higher frame rates you know better visuals but it's the same game it's just i think you put it well earlier when you said that it is a less aggressive approach because a lot of rumors are coming out that the series x might cost 600 bucks um 500 or 600 bucks Mm -hmm. and if they're still wanting the one to be a a viable thing for a few years Mm -hmm. and that's out of some people's price ranges or they're not that hardcore for gamer and they still want to play the new stuff you know that's it's interesting it is sort of rewriting the Mm -hmm. the rules um and we still uh, have not heard much from Sony, and that leads us into our next setup story. Sony will once again be skipping E3, sad violin music. Mm. So I was looking forward to Sony making its big comeback, coming out guns blazing at E3, um, but no. Uh, so this story is via gamesindustry.biz. Um, and this quote, let's see, is from a smart PlayStation man. After thorough evaluation, SIE has decided not to participate in E3 2020, Sony said. We have great respect for the ESA as an organization, but we do not feel the vision of E3 2020 is the right venue for what we are focused on this year. In lieu of attending E3, Sony says it will be, quote unquote, participating in hundreds of consumer events across the globe this year to promote PS4 and PS5 games. Our focus is on making sure fans feel part of the PlayStation family and have access to play their favorite content. We have fantastic lineup. We have a fantastic lineup of titles coming to the PS4 and with the upcoming launch of PS5. We are truly looking forward to a year of celebration with our fans. While E3 has traditionally been a major venue for video game uh, and console reveals, this wouldn't be the first time Sony has. Sorry. Uh, back in 2013, Sony officially pulled back the curtain on the PS4 during a special PlayStation meeting media event instead of E3. 
It's possible that the company will host another such event to divulge more details about the PS5 sometime this year. So what does this mean for Sony? What does it mean for E3? Surprise drops. So they're probably just going for more than Nintendo. Like, hey, surprise, here's a, you know, we're like, well, they'll do like the PlayStation Direct thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but do we think that E3 at this point, it's like, where, where is it going to be in five years? I think it's, I don't know. I really don't don't see E3 being as the, what it used to be in five years. You know, like we get, so I don't think Sony's going to go back. You don't think they'll ever go back? No. At this point, it's kind of starting to feel that way. Did yeah. they have, Did they say a reason for leaving, or they're just kind of like? No, I mean, no, besides, I, I mean, it's other than av- that, it's not an avenue or revenue right now or venue. Yeah, I mean, it's super expensive, obviously, to mm-hmm. put on that type of show. Mm-hmm. Um, there's lots of expectations. Uh, you've got competition, other people trying to vie for yeah. their attention, with the you know the increase in streaming technologies and being able to reach the consumer in a plethora of ways. Um, right. I mean, it makes sense, but I am just, you know, I look forward to E3 every year. Mm-hmm. I think this, the Sony press conference is kind of the uh, most big deal out of all of them because I'm most into that ecosystem or I have been for a long time. So I was disappointed. I mean, I, you know, it worries me a little bit hearing about, Sony says it will be participating in hundreds of consumer events across the globe. Like, what what does that really mean? Like, they're gonna be driving around with a PS5 truck, yeah, letting mm. you come play it. Like, I hope they have at least some sort of like big event. Exactly. Like, blow the lid off the thing. It costs this much. We're showing you this game. It's three terabytes. Are they trying to? Maybe they're trying to be more like we're not gonna like compete in the console world anymore. It's like you know that one year where they came up and the guy. They announced what was the original price of like the Xbox 360, Xbox One, and then the guy from PlayStation just walks up and goes like two ninety nine, and then just walks away. Um, I forget what year that was. Are you talking about the announcement of the PS4? It might have been the whatever the price reveal was. I think it was the um, PS4. That was three ninety nine, but yeah. um, I can't say that I know what you're referring to. He basically just did like a mic drop. It was the Xbox guy who came up and they he like did his whole spiel and then said how much the price was going to be, and everyone was like, ah, oh, wow. And then the PlayStation get representative went up to the microphone and then like basically just did a whole. It was really really it was a lot cheaper, maybe like a hundred to two hundred dollars cheaper than mm-hmm. what Microsoft has stated. Okay. And then he all it's all he said was the price and then walked off stage. No, I think Everybody freaked. I think Sony is in a they going back to the earliest parts of this generation, 2013, 2014, They were like super into their indie dev relationships. They were promoting that type type of stuff. They were you know big. We're, we're for the gamers. We're about games and. Now they're kind of like up in their ivory tower, publishing two or three super expensive AAA games per year. You know, the Horizon Zero Dawns, the Spider-Mans, mm-hmm. the God of Wars, get lots of critical acclaim, sell really well. They've got, you know, partnerships with third parties like Activision to get, you know, exclusive stuff for Destiny or Call of Duty. And they kind of seem a little tightened up, a little buttoned up. Um, they're not doing... They're certainly not as forward-facing their fans as, as Microsoft has been they're, lately. They're, they're not for the people right now. No, they're not for the people right now. No, they're. they're... I'm, I'm all Xbox. I'm all Xbox in, man. You know, I have been for a while. I'm, I think honestly, I, you know, they they might just be looking at it as like it's not worth the cost. I Me mean, go we'll put on live streams, like you were saying. There's so many avenues that they go go with. Mm-hmm. Why put on a big? big rac- uh, ruckus you know at e3 you know it costs us more th- to do that than to just live stream and drop these videos on youtube and mm-hmm. twitch mm-hmm. and all that stuff yeah i mean i wonder if they can keep it up next gen um 
I think that it's going to be very interesting. We're in the first week of 2020 or first month of 2020 and we're already getting all this next gen buzz. It's exciting, guys. Yeah, it really is. It's going to be a crazy time to see what happens. Yeah. Um, all right, now we have a sad story for our third story. Scare Enix, Square Enix delays. I like that. Scare Enix. It's a good Halloween <laughs> name for him. Delay, <laughs> delays FF7. No, you're good. You gotta, gotta brighten it up sometime. Just these dry ass news stories being read by Wiley. Well, the sad yeah. is the. It's, it's the Final Fantasy VII remake is getting pushed back. I am very sad, but I also agree with that. Mainly because also the demo got leaked and. The someone who data mined the demo uh, found the whole game. They put the whole game in the demo, so they'd be able to play the full. What? Wow. Yeah, that was a that was a recent thing that happened. I meant to write that down, but I didn't do that. Wow. Yeah. How so, did they say when it ends? Don't don't say it. No, I didn't look into it because okay. I was like, because they, they, a lot of people that I saw that were talking about it were like, if you don't want spoilers, don't mm. look into it like at all. And I was oh, like, wow. I'm gonna I'm gonna be a good boy, take a step back. And, and honestly, I think the delay... I didn't even say what happened, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. So the um, delay is... um. So FS7 Remake is going to get delayed um, from March 3rd to April 10th. Yeah. So I, I, that's only a month. Only a month. And take it, polish the game, make sure you're dropping the game people deserve. Even though you're not dropping the game people deserve, part one is at least polished. Like, we don't want part one out of a five-part game, right, that you're dropping to well, have not said how many parts yeah that's a it could, it could literally be okay. like five it could be seven whatever it is seven that's yeah, it, it seven be. you know <laughs> yeah, that would be awful exactly oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> imagine the price tag on seven parts yeah oh, exactly. yeah oh, um but in reality it's a month delay and take it polish the game make sure we don't got any head missing glitches like last thing i want is cloud's head not being where it's supposed to be and it's just teeth and eyeballs floating a la you um assassin's creed unity you you can take something else off teeth and float around but i mean as long as they have a lot of good physics they incorporate in there Oh, man. One thing, though, that somebody mentioned in a podcast I was listening to earlier is that now it comes out two weeks before Cyberpunk. Oh, yeah. So Ooh. now people are going to have to pick and choose which one do I really want to sink my teeth into. Like, and I truly believe you'll have the fandom that's going to flock to Final Fantasy VII. But when it comes to it, still not the full game. So I think people would rather flock to Cyberpunk 2077. For sure. I think it's going to be a bigger game um, yeah. overall. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and the other delay I think we received was the Avengers game being pub- published by Square Enix and being worked on by Crystal Dynamics. Yep, it's being pushed back from May to September, that's which a, that's substantial. Which I believe they needed to. Mm. I think they were rushing it because when I was first looking into this game, they were like showing off these screenshots to it and like these little um, gameplay videos and they did they were just hiring their creative director for the game uh, so I was like wait a second it was alarming to me mm-hmm. because I was like you, you're this far into development but don't even have your creative director for the game yeah, and you're rushing for this date like this in my eyes it looked like it was going to get delayed from mm-hmm. the beginning to hear the, the delay I'm not surprised oh, I'm, I'm not surprised but what I'm where I come at it from is that it just seems so odd to we have next gen consoles releasing two months after this game comes out. And yep. this was one of those games that has like roadmaps, you know, mm-hmm. like six months from now, you're going to get this. It's supposed to be a live service game where mm. you're getting loot, customizing your different Avengers and shit like that. And it just seems like super late in a console cycle to be coming out with a game like that. I mean, you do have the thing about 
Xbox is doing with the forward compatibility and you know backwards compatibility and yada yada. So it's it'll it may be on, but like I I think I see where you're going with it, and I foresee a second delay. You foresee a second delay where they just say Fuck where it, they it's where it's next gen okay. where it gets pushed into PS5 Series X, um because of the reason you're pointing out. Yeah. It's gonna be real at the tail end of this cycle of the consoles and they're really gonna look at it and they're gonna be like you know what fuck it let's go full on with what the next gen consoles can do let's up it up you know this i think at that point in time i think people like marvel studios might step in and be like listen you're dropping our property so either take advantage of the next gen what you guys have and really make a great game and push this back you know, because they're not going to want their property. It's they're been so in the oven for so long yeah. now. Yeah. You, if you really think about it, I think that's the best course of action. It's just push it, push it up. Because why drop it? And I understand my, a lot of people might not be picking up the new consoles right away mm-hmm. because of the price mm-hmm. tag. We still don't know the price tag, but they're touting these powerful machines. So we're we're gonna be up there in the five hundred, oh, six hundreds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, not everybody's gonna be able to get those consoles. If at they that hit three ninety nine again, that's gonna be impressive. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Swear to God, they hit three ninety nine. I'm gonna think I'm gonna plug my shit in and it's gonna explode. You oh. know, <laughs> like, like something must be wrong. If they're touting all this power and it's three ninety nine. Come on, what's what's wrong? Just, yeah, cheaper than the One X. It really doesn't make sense. You can buy a soldier game handheld yeah, yeah. for that much money. I want quality. Exactly, and 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 even that we have. You know, I know that some rumors are are even split, talking about next gen consoles. Did you hear about the rumor of the Switch Pro? I know this is off topic, off topic, but I definitely think we're we're gonna get the second delay on this. We'll we'll stay tuned on the on on Avengers, but second delay, don't be surprised if it rolls around. All right, we'll see. Come September or sooner. Um, all right, what do we got coming up next? We so got a big old Pokemon drop, read by our one and only Pokemon Master Anthony Dorick. Uh, can I say, you know? But uh, I was very excited to catch this. I was glad Tyler ended up uh, texting the group chat that morning because I had totally spaced it. And then I was sitting down at my desk and was like, oh, <laughs> there's a live stream for Pokemon. So I got to sit there and like watch the first like 10 minutes before. And then when it dropped, it was cool. I liked it. They started off with um, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Remake, like the original mm-hmm. two, the one for Game Boy Advance, uh, Red Rescue Team, and then Blue Rescue Team for the DS. They're combining those and remaking them into one Switch game now, which I don't think will be out. I never even heard of those games or I completely forgot about them. I played, I couldn't get into them. I mean, and they're like the Mystery Dungeon formula, which is pretty much like it's a straight up dungeon crawler. So you have your like your basic like JRPG town. You go in in between missions or when you go to the dungeons, you stock up, you know, items and stuff. They have a bank usually for when you die or just in case you die, because usually in those type of games, when you die, you either lose like straight up everything, like all your money, all your items, or you lose like half of it. So they have a bank you can kind of go store your stuff in, and if you're not, you know, adept to that style, it gets really frustrating very quickly because you kind of don't feel like you're making a lot of progress at first. Are you catching Pokemon? You, that's the thing I never really got about it. You fill out a questionnaire at the beginning, and that determines what Pokemon you start as. You get like you as a human get turned into a Pokemon in a world of just Pokemon, hmm. and so it's like you have you as a random starter Pokemon that is generated from the questionnaire and then like a partner from that game so my question is what pokemon do they pick for the cashiers 
That's yeah, right? <laughs> for the what? Okay. For it to be the cashiers in the mart um, or in the markets and stuff like that. Like if everything's Pokemon, somebody yeah. be got has to be selling you the potions, right? Oh yeah, so it's and like Delibird and like Chansey. Oh, okay, like I've never heard somebody like... pronounce it cashier. Yeah, I was just like, wait, no, I was like, cashier. <laughs> I was like, because I thought like, I don't hate it. Cashier. I don't. I kind of yes. like it. No, that's good. It's yeah. it, it's just a weird concept because I'm like, I think Pokemon. I think like trainers, like battle and catching. This is, I guess, you can get. I don't even know if you evolve. I don't like. I'm not big into the mystery dungeon, so it's just like whatever. I don't really care. Is it's it, neat. Is it like the um the chocobo mystery dungeon? Game? Exactly. Right back, I'm sorry. Oh no problem. No problem. They, uh, yeah, it's exactly so it's like a... chocobo mystery dungeon. Okay. Yeah, it's exactly like that. It's but you have that like a Pokemon partner and chocobo mystery dungeon reminds me. I really want to. I wanted again. to pick that up. Yeah. So for the PS4, I did want to pick it up. When, I, it came I, on the PS4. Yeah. But like the original PlayStation one or like a remake? Like the last one, they had dropped the one not that long ago for PS4 and um, the Switch, a uh, Chocobo Mystery Dungeon game. Oh, was it like All Friends Are Here or something like yes. that? Yeah, okay, yeah, I did yeah. see that in the shop. I wanted to pick up the one for the Wii, like go back mm-hmm. and play the one for the okay. Wii. So I remember seeing that on the shelf all the time when I worked at GameStop and I was like, oh, I'm to pick that up and I just never did because I was like, ah, I don't care. Okay, so uh, talk to me a bit about this. So I know that the expansion pass. It's thirty bucks, right? It's thirty bucks, but they're rolling it out in two separate waves. The first one, it's just—I I like it. I'm personally on the side of—I I like that they're doing this. They're like really making Sword and Shield a like a live service game mm. rather than like, okay, we're just going to roll out a whole another new game. You got to pay sixty bucks for. So that's how I was feeling. I know I was having some conversations on Facebook with a couple people mm. about this, and I was saying, you know, they were like, "Oh, thirty bucks for things that should have been in the game," and I was like, "Well." How many times have you bought the $60 new game, yeah. which is just parts of both mixed in together yeah. with a different Pokemon on the cover? Exactly. You know? It's right. the same thing with like maybe 20 more minutes of extra story. Extra story. Like, like Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. I did that. I did it for years, and I feel like this is This is a better. way better fan service. You know, I think this is more pleasing to the consumer. Mm-hmm. I think going with a $30 expansion. Oh, yeah. Um, and from what I'm reading is that the 200 Pokemon that are being added, mm-hmm. you don't need the expansion you don't even to, need to, to buy it. To, to uh, access those Pokemon, you know, or yep. be traded those Pokemon, etc. Exactly. You know, so how can you complain about this? Like, it's, you it's know, really good. And they were adding a bunch of uh, like items and stuff for your trainers. Like, I thought that was really cool. Not not like a deal breaker or a deal like a seller, mm-hmm. but it's still cool to get those extra customization items, the extra hairstyles, stuff for your bike. I it, never got into the bike customization. And like you but, get, you're getting the legendary birds in there. You know, yeah, the uh, with Galarian, Galarian forms. We'll get uh, Galarian forms. Like, come on, like it's sick. We're getting all these features for thirty bucks. We could have gotten this for sixty mm-hmm. with a brand new game called yep. Pokemon Night. Yeah, you know, yeah like, exactly. exactly. That, oh my God! Wow, I don't even, I didn't even think of that. And I was like, sword and shield. What's this? Next thing is sword and shield. Uh, gun? No. Uh, uh, crossbow? No. Pokemon. It would have been. I, at least night, my guess would would have been Pokemon Night. You know, we still might get a Pokemon Night that has we, it all included. We yeah. could. And a few, you know, It'll all like eight hundred one. Oh my God! <laughs> I'm so glad I got all four hundred already because now I don't have to worry about. You already have the shiny charm. I don't have to catch an extra two hundred. Probably will anyway, but exactly. Like you're gonna work at it. And you're gonna try and get all two hundred. Dragon Guard Chomp. It's gonna be great. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's gonna be. Oh, I'm... and I definitely think this this just is gonna keep adding to what the game has at the moment. And for those that maybe not didn't pick up the game at first, I think this is gonna be a, a good entry point. I hope they drop. You know, is po- Pokemon never drops in price, so it's gonna be sixty dollars. Mm-hmm. Plus a thirty dollar expansion, ninety bucks. You might you might still say no, I'm not gonna do it, but I think it's worth it. Yeah, you, know, you, don't, you don't have to play the yeah. expansion. Yeah, but it's, I, I, it's still a meaty game. Exactly. Yeah, 
For sure. And it's dropping at 30 bucks, but you get the two waves, one in June, one at uh, hasn't been released yet, yeah. the date at least. I wonder if you'll be able to buy them um, separately. Like 20 bucks each. I think Ooh. if they drop it, they'll they they'll do it. Yeah, like about twenty, twenty either. You know what I is it? Fifteen, fifteen, I, I 15 think, each. They no, do it like I, something a little more. I'm pretty sure. I don't think they're gonna do it separately. I think it's just gonna be thirty dollars the one. Yeah. They're gonna go with it the style that um, Marvel Ultimate Alliance did, where it was just the expansion pass, and mm-hmm. you didn't you couldn't buy them separately. Yeah, because I think that's what it was. Because I know the ads already are. If you go to the pause screen, if you're connected to the internet, like your game's yeah. updated, it shows it's right there in like the bottom of your pause screen. Is like oh, expansion, expansion pass. pack. Okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we get the first one in June. Um, like you said, two hundred Pokemon available at the end of June, um, which is the Isle of Armor that's coming first. Um, so that's a cool area. It kind of looks more like Dojo Japani, which mm-hmm. I'm really about. It's very tropical. It's a whole new wild area, which is great. These new uh, places are wild areas. Okay. I, I loved, loved. That. That's why I still played the game for months after it dropped was just the wild area and i still go back occasionally trying to build that competitive team the wild area because that's all all the raids are that's where all the extra items are and all the stuff for the game honestly being like let's say you picked it up Mm -hmm. you picked up the expansion pass but wiley doesn't why you can still invite wiley into the max rates that are in the expansion and i can still give him all the pokemon i catch Mm -hmm. that are in the expansion yeah cool yeah it's it's gonna be it's gonna be great now you've got Did, uh, uh, did you guys see the image that i found about people talking about how uh gigantamax water starter has a gun yeah oh, yeah. people freak out because the gigantamax they gave the starters gigantamax forms because they didn't have their own unique ones mm-hmm. but uh now the lizard what's what's his name celerion Cel- Cel- i know sable oh, sable then emo swoop <laughs> and then there's like it's like Slyvion? no something eon uh, He's a skinny blue guy that is has an attitude. Well, yeah. Now he's a skinny sniper blue guy. He looks you know? like a secret agent, and now he's just got like a big sniper gun on his finger, and his tail gets super long, and he's at the top of a tower. That's <laughs> right. that's probably why. Blast Blastoise had water guns. Tower. Yeah, that's exactly what it resembles is a wow. sniper tower. <laughs> wow. Well, I mean, they're the, but I, I guess that's the most ideal position for a sniper. But they they could have also probably done like maybe like a little ground thing, but. <laughs> You should just put the robot from Fooly Cooly in. You know, as a sniper. Oh my! Yeah. So that is Anthony's Pokemon Minute. Moving on to our next story. Um, well, we know that there's going to be a Super Smash Brothers direct on what is it, the 16th? Yes, mm-hmm. the 16th. So, so we are going to get a character reveal. We will be discussing it on next week's show. And are they going to just drop it? It's 35 minutes. Be, I guess it's going to be an in-depth look at the upcoming DLC character. So he'll be talking about the character, why he picked the character, why it's being included, all the good stuff why that he, he loves, does, the why he loves the character. Um, a lot of the rumors circulating right now that it's going to be Dante from DMC. Mm-hmm. Because by all means, that same day, we are getting, you know, revealed the... Um, DMC three coming to Nintendo Switch. That's a definitely a way to sell a lot more thousands of that game. Yeah, is it gonna be physical copy? Like they're just showing it off, or is it gonna actually be launching? I'm not sure. From my understanding, they have a couple reveals in tow actually from the Double May Cry crew on mm-hmm. on Twitter. They actually have certain dates already picked out for reviews. January 16th and one is one I think um, uh, there's a date in February and there's a third day I forget the exact ones but 
they have this this roadmap of reveals that they're going to be pu- pushing out. So at least the 16th is they're going to be talking about the DMC3 special edition for the Switch. So everybody's taking that as the hint that we are also getting Dante and Super Smash Brothers Ultimate as the last character for this DLC pack. I I wonder how much they're going to charge for that. I guess my guess would be 30. You can't charge for more than DMC- 30 for a 15-year-old game now. Yeah. Yeah, I'll I'll go with thirty. I, mean, I can I can agree with thirty because I, I think how much was the triple pack? Thirty, forty. The triple pack with one, two, and three. Yeah. Well, is that that's oh you mean for for the PS4? I want to say it was like actually I forget because I bought it on PS3 mm-hmm. for wicked cheap, yeah. and I still have it. Um, yeah, I have another I PS4 now, 30, 40. but I think I picked I it up my PS3 at twenty up. after it had already dropped for a while. But I want to say it dropped for forty. I don't. It, did, it definitely didn't drop for sixty. Mm-hmm. I want to say it dropped for forty. And if that dropped for forty, and that was a triple pack, and it included DMC three, even though they're adding features to it, I guess for the Nintendo Switch, hmm. I don't see it being more than thirty, maybe twenty. I would love like I'm a little great. bit of some some quality of life changes in that Same. game. Um, I get that's definitely my favorite of the series in a series that I loved back when I was a teen. And uh, so, yeah, if they could, you know, modernize it a little bit, uh, I, I'd be willing to pay max 40, but that's exciting. So, but anyway, it's it's funny that fi- the final rumor character is Dante. We've gone through a lot. Yeah. <laughs> like Doom Guy. Who else? Uh, uh, Minecraft Steve. My, uh, yeah. They had even a, they were even rumoring Rio Hayabusa, Ninja Gaiden. Right. I hope it's Sephiroth. Um, <laughs> that, I mean, that'd, yeah. be, that'd, be, that'd, be, that'd be cool. That'd be so I know, I know that people are still kind of hoping for a last minute like Hail Mary from Sakurai that it ends up being Sora. Sora is the the number one pick all across the globe. Really, for fan for, pick. For, fan pick. Wow. Yeah, for a DLC character for Super Smash Brothers. His one, more two, than Goku. What? More than Goku? More than Goku? Good. Like, because <laughs> Goku's not like from a video game originally. I think it, it. He's not a good fit in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Goku's up there um, in, in one of the top picks, but across the board, like top three, he, uh, Sora comes out top three you know, almost anywhere mm-hmm. that you that you look at polling for what characters people want. He's in some places number one, some places number two, but always top three. I can see it. It's a popular game series. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'd like it. I'd, I'd like that. It'd be cool. Like, I'd like Shantae if they put Shantae in the game. Honestly, I feel like they could do a Destiny Island drop backdrop for, Ooh, yeah, for Sora. Yeah, that would pretty well. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh my god! So many, so many good ideas. Uh, what was I about to say? Oh yeah, so that's sort of a, a news before a news. Yeah. And next week we'll see how right or wrong we a were. A pre-prepper. Exactly. I'm hoping they drop it that day. Our next story, just a quick recap of Awesome Games Done Quick. Awesome Games Done Quick 2020 has wrapped up in triumph with the week-long speedrunning charity event ending with a huge amount of money earned for this year's charity, the Prevent Cancer Foundation. The event raised $3,131,475 from over 54,000 individual donations, which came in from over 80 countries. That's awesome. This is the largest amount of any single Games Done Quick event has ever brought in. Donations remain open if you'd still like to be part of the charitable efforts. Uh, It ran from Monday, January 6th to Sunday, January 12th. It was attended by 2,750 people, that's in in person, and concurrent Twitch viewership peaked at 236,000. An archive of highlights is available on the event's YouTube channel, including Grand Theft Auto San Andreas being completed in just over four hours. That's crazy, that game is like exhaustively big. 
Hmm. Uh, a medieval in 2637. The Outer Worlds in 1421. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. And A Hat in Time in 4233. Mm. I unfortunately didn't watch any live. Um, do you guys get a chance to catch any of these? I know, Anthony, you're kind of into speed runs. We, uh, I remember Tyler and I, last week, we caught a little bit, probably like 20 or so minutes of Metal Gear Solid 3. Is, is it Snake Eater? Snake Eater's 3? Yep. Yeah, Snake Eater. We watched for a bit, and that was insane. I'm watching the guy do all the tricks. I'll probably, I'm honestly probably going to go home. I got to do some drawings. So I'm going to throw that on in the background, watch some highlights. I watched all of uh, the Fallout anthology yesterday when I was doing some work in the background. It was uh, Fallout 1, 2, 3, New Vegas, 4. Holy shit. Yeah. You watched all those? Yeah, it was only, the guy did it in two hours. What? Oh all my God. All in one God. sitting, too. Nuts. That's insane. Absolutely nuts. That was, that the, was that the guy who brought out the the model in order to explain a certain glitch or something that I did. Oh, no, no, I wish. He uh, kept throwing pants at one of his guys on his couch, kept telling him to put on more pants. But <laughs> I'm going to watch that one. That one fun. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's, it was a really cool event for what I saw. I mean, I kind of jumped in here and there for, for different games. Um, probably the most I watched was that Metal Gear Solid 3 speed run. Mm-hmm. And it's just like standing the way like how much people have to play a certain yeah. game or like learn from other people on how to actually get through these games so quickly and being able to play the game as well as explain what you're doing kind of at the same time that blows um, my mind because a lot of these people like they have they have the, the couch panel of people kind of explaining to the audience what's going on um but a lot of the time i saw the actual person playing the game he was explaining it while he was kind of going through the speed run yeah, it's crazy. Check Much more out. talent than we have, that's for sure. It's wild. It's like playing an instrument and singing at the same time. I can't do that, but like the guy who yesterday I was watching Fallout was just he was going like talk, talk, talk. This couch said a couple things, but he was like on it the whole time, like explaining glitches, explaining exactly what he was doing, what he was about to do. I think that that's cool because I think it also probably helps him during the run where he's like, okay, checklist, I have this, I got to do this next, I got to make sure I set this up to do this glitch. It's all just pretty much glitches. Like for those long games, you don't think you could ever complete quickly. It's all just like a specific like setup of these glitches that you have to execute. And if you don't, then it's like, even he failed a couple, but it was, the crowd was like really supportive and it was awesome. Yeah. I've never really checked out a lot of these um, speed runs. I think the, where I found it very intriguing. The only speed run I really have watched recently was the Outer Worlds one where mm-hmm. they were showing the developers uh, the speedrunner completed in 12 minutes. I watched that video. So th- we, I, you watched it. I think I watched it right after you mentioned oh, it. Oh, okay. So I was watching and you could hear the, hearing the developers say like, what is he doing here? Like look what he's doing he's like avoiding all these things this is that like look how he's he's um you know avoiding all like these conversations or how he's you know doing these cuts or wow he just he did this to avoid the load time of this you know like mm-hmm, cutting mm-hmm. Uh, shaving off seconds here and there like mm-hmm. you know i was like wow like you know like they understand why he's doing it like they they're the sweet run is not even talking like they're kind of just explain it to us why why they're like holy crap we didn't even know that would even be possible like yeah. you know we didn't even, we made this to kind of counteract that but he still found a way around it you know? it's a great concept for a video i think yeah. ign did the video if i'm not mistaken yep. ign and... did the video with the developers and i was like wow this is really good mm-hmm. yeah really interesting to hear their reactions too. yeah mm-hmm. it's great to see if you just play like, you pull behind the curtain and you know the developers obviously they spend all the time making the game just to see somebody exploit it is just mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's like I spent five years of my life with this and you just beat it in 12 minutes <laughs> yep <laughs> sweet <laughs> you didn't see the cool conversation I programmed uh, so that actually brings us to the end of our stories this week um, you got anything else for us Tyler 
Uh, nope, doesn't look like it. No, no questions in the chat today. Okay. We'll get one one day. <laughs> and when we do, you'll hear it. Be there. Look All right, you. so this has been the Level With You show. It is a weekly video game podcast, as you have heard. You can catch us next week. We record it live on Tuesday evenings. Uh, Wednesdays, you can find the video on demand, as well as it on podcast services. Check out other stuff on the YouTube channel. Please give us a sub subscribe and like the video. Uh, tell your friends. Uh, share it on your Facebook walls. All that good stuff. Until next time, I've been Wiley Umstead. You sign off from the crew. Bye. It's <laughs> uh, Friday if you're around. You might be doing something with a new game that's coming out. Oh, so. yeah. Maybe streaming some uh, Kakarot this weekend. So keep an eye out for that on twitch.tv slash level with you. Thank you all for tuning in. I am See the next of all saints. Bye. Wow, Goku. <laughs> Super Saiyan. Bye-bye.